It's Friday afternoon after 5 o'clock. It's time to celebrate. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we can't start the weekend until we ask the preacher. Ask the preacher. Your chance to have your Bible questions answered. Brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Ask the Preacher. Here's John Freed. Hey, everybody. I'm glad you've joined us today. Happy Friday to you. Uh, I guess I should say happy St. Patrick's Day. I did get pinched today, but it wasn't because I wasn't wearing green. I just got pinched. Anyway, (laughs) uh, so happy Friday to you. Um, Everybody, put your hands together and welcome my dear friend, Jerry Kimmel. Hey, everybody. Please don't stop. Don't stop. (laughs) Don't Don't stop. stop. Oh, trust me. They're going to stop. We didn't know that they ever started because we're on the radio. We can't see you, folks. We hope you're having a great day, um, possibly on your way home to a uh, to a very cold weekend. I understand um, it's going to be a good weekend. I um, I'm happy to have Brother Jerry in the studio with me today. Uh, let me just share a couple things about him, um, Brother Jerry. You were one of my Sunday school teachers way back in the day, just a few decades ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think I was in middle school or junior high school. It would have been middle school because that's the class I taught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and and you have been for many years uh, a, a great influence in my life, and so I, I first of all want to say thank you. Uh, I thank love you teaching that. middle school because I always consider that as the last really good chance of getting a hold of somebody before they were all messed up. <laughs> well, I think that maybe that age has become a little younger now in today's society. Middle school is a pretty rough rough spot. Uh, your your daughter uh, is a middle school teacher, uh, at least was. She still is, yeah? Uh, I think she's teaching ninth grade right now. Ninth grade, But okay. uh, she excels there. Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and thank you for joining me in the in the studio. I, I remember, um, Brother Jerry, that uh, one of the things that you had our class do, and this still um, impacts me to this day, is at least once a month, maybe we did it twice a month, you would take the class, we would go across the street. There's a nursing home right across the street from our church building. And uh, you would take the class over there, and we would go through the halls and, and just minister uh, to the elderly there. Sometimes we'd gather up in a group and maybe sing a song or whatever, but we'd go through and talk to them. Um, and it's, you know, I remember as a kid not really liking that, you know, it stinks and all of that, you know, kind of stuff. It's it's uh, it's not a glamorous place. Nobody really wants to be in the nursing home, I don't think. And um, so anyway, as a kid, but you, whether we, whether you had to drag us there or not, you took us there and uh, it impacted my life I, to, to honor aged people. Uh, especially towards the end of their their life, um, we've lost some of that in society now. Um, you know, and and I think that those things need to be regained. But anyway, I just want to say thank you, thank you yeah. for doing those things. That was an honor and a privilege for me. That was just what a blessing. My my favorite service of the whole year because I did it for twenty years at least was um, Easter Sunday morning. We would go over there and we were allowed that that Sunday to take the people outside in the courtyard. Yeah, and have a service. And we'd have a service out there, and and uh, we would do communion. And uh, it was f- the hardest part of doing communion at, in a nursing home is getting the people to wait <laughs> until everybody's served. Yeah, you put it in their hands, they're going to go for it. You, know? you just put food in their hands. It'd be like serving communion to a bunch of little kids, just about the same. You know, wait, 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 don't take it till everybody's ready. Um, yeah, so you, um, all my life, I have I have recognized um, and seen the, the wisdom of God in you, 
um, you're a you're a student of the word. You're a student of the word of God, and um, and and a good researcher and studier. And a matter of fact, you know, some people may not know, but from time to time, I'll mention some kind of topic that I'm going to be speaking on, and you'll hand me a, a stack of 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 notes. It just got in your in your mind, and you're like, I'm going to sit down and you just study the scriptures and give a bunch of uh, comments and and Greek and Hebrew words and all sorts of study. And uh, I honor that about you, that you're a student of the Word of God. Yeah, and the older I get, the more I learn, the more I realize <laughs> there the, the is so you know, much yeah. more out there. I just feel like I'm tapping the surface. But uh, God God talks to me, and he lets me know things. And, you know, I know I know enough for the, for the day, usually. Right, right. I don't need to know everything today. Yeah, and, and then tomorrow will take care of itself, Yeah. you know. And the Lord is faithful in that. So anyway, that's, that's kind of a long, long start just to kind of pat you on the back there some. Uh, but I, I want the uh, the listeners to to understand the uh, the voice that they're that they're hearing. Um, and they can they can learn and grab a hold of some things uh, today as, as we as we talk. Um, Jerry, if you don't if you don't mind, I want to ask you um, in, in what uh, how, how did you get saved? How did you come to know Jesus Christ? OK, well, I got I, I got saved. Uh in the front seat of my car in the spring of 1971, but it actually started back in about 1962 uh, when I was about 11 years old. I remember asking my twin brother, Tom, one one night or one morning at about one o'clock in the morning, I said, Tom, Tom, and he, I'm waking him up. You know? yeah. And here's what I said. I said, Tom, it would be worth it to be a Christian if it meant going to heaven forever. I was just trying to start to begin to grasp eternity. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to live forever and ever and ever. And here's what is, I'm an 11-year-old, and the only church background I knew was it was the most boring hour of my entire life. So your concept of heaven might have been like that as, as well. Then. No, I thought heaven would be great. But I said it would be worth it. I was comparing eternity uh, to yeah. I said it would be worth it to be bored out of your mind yeah. every week for seventy years. Go, go if to it meant going to heaven forever and be stinking bored. Yeah, if it gave you access to heaven. Of course, obviously, you know now that going to church doesn't do but that. But then, uh, in this, I met this girl named Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> God set me up. God set me up, and I met this girl named Sheila, and uh, she, after we had gone, met each other and gone out a few times, she says, "I want you to go to church with me." Well, I wasn't interested in going to church with, but I was interested in being with Sheila. Yeah. So I yeah. said, okay. And we went to this Methodist church up in Akron, Ohio, and we sat in the next to the last row in the back, only because the last row was roped off. <laughs> so it was the last row, yeah. <laughs> and the only thing I remember the preacher saying that day was the phrase, casting your pearls before swine. <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about, but all I know is the Holy Spirit conviction came upon me. I knew without a shadow of a doubt I was going to hell and I was a sinner. Wow. And I and so when he gave the altar call, I got up and I ran. We'll talk about where you ran in just a moment. <laughs> we got to take a break. This is uh this is great. I love this story and I and I love uh how how God sought you out and we'll we'll talk more about that as well. Folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. Uh we're glad you've joined us today. And um, stay, stay tuned. About two and a half minutes, we'll be back after this break. If you want to call in, ask a question, make a statement, you certainly can. 863-682-1430. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. But now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher. 
Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church, located on North Socrum Loop. Here's John and Jerry. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. I hope you're uh, enjoying the program. Talking with, um, uh, well, my friend. I'm Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought maybe you could. Oh, <laughs> stumbling on your name? Yeah, no. Um, I, I, I could say my, my friend, but you're definitely my, my senior. Um, you're my parents' age. Um, but, uh, you know, we played golf and had a good time together and various things. I've learned from you. Uh, I think that's one of the great things about the family of God, that, uh, you know, the, the relationships that are developed uh, in, the, in the kingdom of God and the family of God, they, they can, if we allow them to, transcend age, uh, transcend, um, you know, past experience and, and all those types of things. Um, you know, I know you and I have, have talked about the, the term synergy, uh, and it's actually coming from Scripture, in a Greek word, uh, synergio, and uh, but this working together, and so when when we work together, the scripture literally says every joint supplies. What's the next word? It says God. Yeah, but then God giving the increase. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and so you know, uh, just understanding that regardless of age or experience or uh, whatever, when you're in the family of God, we actually supply increase one to the other. Kind of like iron sharpening iron. That that verse, uh, yeah. how the the countenance of a friend sharpens or lifts up uh, the countenance of of another. So I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming in today. So, no. did you have something you want to add yeah. to that? I'll get back to your I, story. No, you're welcome. You uh, yeah, I can tell people where I ran. Yeah, so so there's an altar call, and, and you know the aisle is open. The conviction of God is upon you. You don't necessarily know at the moment what that is, but you just know, oh my goodness, there's there's something happening in me. And you got up and you ran. Yeah, I ran out. I ran. <laughs> I didn't run. I didn't run forward. I ran the other way. <laughs> out of the room. Out of the building. <laughs> Almost knocked over a couple little Methodist ladies on the way out. And I literally ran out of the church. I mean, wow. and Sheila caught up to me in the parking lot. Jerry. I, was, I was by my car. She's like, what's wrong? I said, I don't know. She goes, I'm going with you. <laughs> so we went to a metropolitan park and in the front seat of my car, Sheila was right there. And uh, so I just, I didn't know what to say. didn't know what to pray, but I just said, God, I need you. I just give my life to you, whatever, you know, take over my life. Did it did it feel uh, outrageous? Did it feel monumental? I mean, did the sky open up and you know, spectacular? Uh, yeah, really. Some people it doesn't, but it did. From in the eye, the sky is still open. I mean, the, the, the <laughs> wow. next, the next, that day, the next day, the next day. I mean, the, uh, you hear the old saying: the sky is bluer, the grass right. is greener, yeah, the air yeah. is fresher. Yeah. It really was. Wow. He put this love in my heart. For people that I, because I was very selfish up to that point, but I just started loving all these little Methodist ladies. I didn't know them from Adam, but man, I just loved them all. And, uh, and they loved me back. And uh, so God, so took, you, he started, you, you prayed a, a simple prayer, just uh, in the best words you knew how. Um, yeah, yeah. No preacher with you. No. Um, no, no written method. Um, no. Just out of, so to speak, a combination of complete desperation, uh, desire, and ignorance. <laughs> well, kind of like the thief on the cross, you know, God, yeah. you know, or God be merciful to me, a sinner. You know, I, God knows your heart. You know, God knows your heart. And and I told John before we started tonight, I said there might be somebody out there today that is on a quest. Uh, you know, there has to be more to life 
out there than just living and dying. And even if you make a lot of money and, and seem to be somewhat successful, but there has to be more to life than living and dying. And then just, then what is there after that? Right. Yeah. So uh, I knew that from the one time I was 12, 11 or 12 years old, I knew there had to be more. Uh, you know, God, nobody told me that, but it just, I guess God put that in me that. Yeah. There must be more than, than just living and, and dying yeah. in whatever time of space in between. Yeah. Ravi Zacharias, he said, there's four things that all men seek, origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. Origin, meaning, uh, this is real brief synopsis, origin. How did I get here? Yeah. Where did I come from? Yeah. How did I get here? Uh, there's, it must meaning, be a reason. Yeah. yeah. What, why am I here? Yeah. Meaning why am yeah. I here? There is, is there any purpose for my life? Morality. You know, what is truth? Is there truth? Can you know the truth? There has to be a right and a wrong. There, and yeah. what is it? And then finally destiny was what happens when I die? Cause we're all going to die. The Bible says it's appointed unto men once to die. But then it says the next three words, it says, but after that, the judgment. the judgment. So when you die, that's not it. There's an after that. So this little short life we live in the flesh, in our bodies, it's going to continue way beyond that. So that's really the most important thing in, while we're on this journey, on this life, to find out. Yeah, I, I remember similar to how you had said when you were 11 years old, um, you're laying there in the bed in the middle of the night, waking up your twin brother, Tom, which, by the way, Tom and Jerry, and he literally is wearing a Tom and Jerry cat and mouse t-shirt all the time. They both wear, they have fun with their names, but that's their real names. It's always Tom and Jerry. It's never Jerry and never Tom. Never Jerry and Tom. <laughs> Jerry, you've always been second. Were you second born or are you oldest? Uh, I was second born, yeah. Just a few minutes yeah, after. Yeah, he, he kicked me out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, um, so, so similar to you being in that in that bed as a 11 year old, uh, waking up your brother saying, you know, there's, there's gotta be more. It must be, you know, more, uh, it would be worth it to go be bored as a tree, uh, in, in church. If it meant we could go to heaven because there, there is an eternity, there is a heaven and there is a, a hell kind of, and I don't know if you went that deep, but you just knew there's something after yeah. life and you didn't want to go to hell. You want to go to heaven. So if, if, if church is the cost, then so be it, you know, um, of course, maybe we'll talk about that. Church is not the price. To pay, no. Um, but uh, I remember being in 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 college. Uh, we were in a debate class in college, and and so uh, one of the things that they wouldn't allow us to debate was religion. Unfortunately, they wouldn't allow us to debate that. I think it's too contentious with some people. Um, but we would do it on our own, um, not formally as part of the class. And I, I remember just having to to think uh, a, a lot about it because they would make you give arguments. I couldn't use scripture for arguments. You had to use reason, which is dangerous, but whatever. Um, so I said, well, you know, if I live my life according to the instructions of the Bible and the Bible is not right, it's not truth, that there is no heaven or there is no hell, then I still lived a good life helping others, being very satisfied and self-fulfilled, if I can use that term. I've made an impact and a positive difference in the world and then my life is over. But you, if you live as if the Bible is not true, and you live for yourself, you will always be wanting. You won't do very much at all that benefits uh, your family, friends, society, or, or the world in any way. And then when you die, you would experience hell. I would rather make the error of believing and living according to the Bible and having it not be true than 
considering the Bible to be not true now, not living according to it, and then find out that it is true. So much better to to believe the Bible. The, the reality is when you decide to look at it in that direction, to look at it with that perspective, you find out that it actually is truth. The saddest story to me in the entire Bible is when Jesus is standing in front of Pontius Pilate. Pilate is ready. To, he says, don't you know that I have the power to crucify you or to free you? And he's, Jesus told him, he says, you you wouldn't have any power over me unless it was given you from above. I think that put the fear of God yeah, in Pilate. Good, good. But then uh, uh, Jesus said, if you were of the truth, you would know who I am. Who I am. And then Pilate asked the question, what is truth? And he didn't stay and wait for the answer. He turned and left. When When Jesus, who was truth personified, was standing right in front of him, and he wouldn't stand and wait for the answer. And now throughout all of eternity, as far as we know, Pilate is spending eternity in hell, and he was that close to finding out what truth really was all about. Yeah, Jesus said it. He didn't mince any words. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. And that's absolutely uh, the truth. It's absolutely the yeah. way. It's absolutely life. When you find Jesus, and, and you did, uh, in that in that car, you really found life. You didn't necessarily know that life existed like that. And then you met a man named Jesus, and as you said it, and so well done, that the the sky opened up, the grass was greener. I mean, life came into you. That's what it is to meet Jesus. Listen to this verse, First uh, John five twelve. It says, "Whoever has the Son has, has life. life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life." And then, and then my favorite verse is the next verse. It says, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal, eternal life. life. You don't have to wait until you die to find out. You yeah, can know yeah, now. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, I know we're out of time, but so I would just encourage any listeners, if you say, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it back for the second half of the, of the show, do like Jerry did. Just with the best words, the best you know how, just cry out to God, because he's not listening to your words, he's listening to your heart. Amen. So just talk to God. Hey, folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. It's the bottom of the hour. We have to take our long break. We're glad you have joined us. Uh, Hang in there. We'll be back in about seven or eight minutes with the rest of today's program. Second half of Ask the Preacher starts right now. On Talk Radio 96.7, it's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John Freed. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Glad you're listening. I, um, I hope you're blessed by today's program. It's um, a little different than some of the normal topics, uh, but as I've said, um, my um, older brother, Jerry, you're not really uh, a brother in Christ. Yeah. Amen. And so uh, is, is here in the, in the studio. And so far, we just uh, talked to some about your story, Brother Jerry, how you met Jesus. Uh, and we'll talk about some things that are that are after that. But uh, we do have a caller that called in um, just before the break. So, uh, Jack, welcome to the Ask the Preacher program. Yes, I'm always here every Friday. Hey, fantastic. Hey, good. Yeah, I, uh, you know, there's no such thing as insurance against life. The only insurance you have is Jesus, and the only physical insurance that you have is the Bible. I was in Vietnam, and uh, I was a lot, lot with a lot of guys that are passing on the other side, and they always call for their mom or God. Yeah. And I had a little—I carried two things with me, a dictionary 
in a Bible, the same thing Martin Luther carried. And I'd press that Bible on their chest because there's nobody around. And, you know, I still had the little Bible and a little blood stain and stuff. But mm. I remember those poor guys with such a future passing away. And it was just something that's hard to live with sometimes. Yeah, you know, um, as as tough as soldiers might be, um, of course, some sometimes we always we often think of soldiers as being aged men uh, because that's how we see them when they come back. But the reality is, uh, most of the time, soldiers are actually very young. Um, but you make a, a very powerful statement when they are at the end of their life, or if at least they think they are, and maybe they really, really are. Um, that most of the time it seems like they they cry out for their mom and they cry out for for God. Um, there is that that sense of uh, Jerry. You mentioned four things that that every person has, mm-hmm. uh, whether they know it or not. But that last one being destiny. Um, what happens after death? And when a person gets really really close to death, uh, that question becomes the only thing that matters at that point in time. Um, Jack, I, I want to tell you thank you for your service to the country, sir. Yes, sir. I'll see you next Friday. All right, we'll be here. I, I also I'm. Really thrilled that uh, you've made Jesus Christ the, the Lord of your life. That's that's. Incredible. And thank God for your Bible being with you. And I'm sure you were there for a purpose. You know, that you had your purpose. That was part of your meaning and purpose yeah, in, in life. Yeah, you know, my attempt was to comfort as many young men as I could, and I was a young guy too. Yeah, yeah. How old were you, if I can ask? I was uh, 19. Wow. 19. Yes. Yeah, and see? all of the other guys were young guys. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. Thank yeah. you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless you, sir. Wow. That's amazing. Um yeah, uh that's 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 so true. Um, you know, um a friend of ours, uh his his wife is passing over these next couple days here, uh has been over the last couple days here. Um but there is a great confidence and even a joy that comes in the middle of it. Because there's a knowing, uh, there's a—I'll just say a confidence. There's a great confidence that that she's going to make heaven her home. She loves the Lord. I, I shouldn't say loved. She loves mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus deeply. Um, a, a real prayer warrior and just a worshiper of of Jesus. And so, um, when when you get there, Philippians and Philippians, Paul talks about this. He says you get to that to that place where death is getting close. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and it is actually hard to make the decision to stay because you know of the great gain that's on the other side that you have in, in Christ Jesus. Um, but then for somebody who does not know the Lord, uh, they, they would I've been at people's bedside and they fight not to die. Um, you can yeah. see the, the screens, the, 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 the medical equipment, or whatever, they're fighting not to die because they don't know. Jesus. Yeah, leaving claw marks in the Ugh. whatever they're hanging on to. Yeah, they're yeah. Sometimes screams and and people may even uh, come back from bad situations and tell the stories uh, of descending down uh, and seeing flames or uh, whatever the case might be. That the, the reality is um, there really is a heaven. There really is a hell. Hey. There's a little Kenneth Hagin booklet uh, we have at the church called "I Went to Hell." Yeah, yeah, if anybody would call in and ask for that, we yeah, would, we'll we would send we'll it, send to, it them. to you. Absolutely free. We'll pay the postage. Everything. Yeah, it's just a small book. You could read it in about a probably an hour uh, time, and uh, maybe less. Uh, it's a small little book, but a true story. Yeah, true story about Brother Hagin, uh, Kenneth E. Hagin, in his uh, when when he died and and went to hell, and the Lord 
uh, spoke to him, brought him back. He tells that he tells that story. Um, yeah, I went to hell. So if you if you want to call in and, and give us your information, we'll we'll be we'll be very happy uh, to send you that. Uh, Jerry, I want to ask you the question, and uh, we'll end up having to go to go to break before we finish it. I'm sure, but we'll come back in the last segment and, and finish some things up. Um, there's a lot of people that would look at giving their life to Jesus, becoming saved, becoming born again. All these terms are somewhat synonymous. Uh, having your sins uh, forgiven, receiving justification by faith. You know, so whether you want to use fancy um, Bible words or or just simple words that that says, you know, um, I'm born again or I'm saved, um, kind of thing. Uh, there's a lot of people that would look at that as getting your ticket to heaven. Now, your desire when you were 11 was simply, I want to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, through the through the uh, exchange of time, uh, when you go to church with Sheila and they give the altar call, uh, that conviction comes on o- over you. Now, you relate that to remembering, remembering the time when you're 11, like you want to go to heaven. Um, but I, what I'd like to talk about is the idea that becoming saved, becoming born again, having your sins forgiven uh, is much more than simply getting a ticket to heaven. Yeah. Uh, he not only put that that love, that God, you know, God is love. God came into my heart. So I had this, all of a sudden I had this love for people, but he gave me something else. And it was a voracious appetite for the Bible. Wow. Man, I just couldn't get enough of it. I took it to work with me every day. I had 30 minutes for lunch and I could wash my hands and eat my lunch in 15 minutes. That meant I had 15 minutes. That little pocket New Testament, I wore it out. And I could read almost three chapters every day, but I did it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, for years. Yeah. It's amazing how much you can learn if you really give yourself to it. Now, let me ask you this. A lot of people will say, well, I have a hard time reading the Bible. I can't understand what it's saying or whatever. Did you have that? Did you have that struggle? No. I, honestly, I, ne- I never really struggled. I mean, there's always a couple of little things you yeah. didn't quite understand. Did you read a King James Bible or something? Yeah, it was a King James. King James was, yeah. But uh, I, kn- I knew enough of the essence of the truth in it. Yeah. It still was just feeding me. Right. Uh, is it pouring water in, into, uh, your, into, into my soul? dry and thirsty soul? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that I, that I find um, interesting, and, and there's, a, there's a principle that we find in, in Scripture about the Holy Spirit. Um, he is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And when we become born again, the Scripture talks about God's Spirit coming and living on the inside of us. Um, so that Spirit is the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. And so oftentimes I, I wonder, um, even though that people read the Bible, are they really saved? Are they really born again? Especially when they make these strong arguments to say, well, I just can't understand. You know, it's it's like it's really dry and it's just hard for me to whatever. And, and, I, and I think about it, and I don't want to— I don't want to injure their their faith necessarily, but sometimes I, I literally question: Do they have uh, life on the inside of them? Because the scriptures come alive to those that that have life. Um, but either way, I would I would encourage somebody: Don't give up. Uh, I am I am I read the King James often, but you know we're sitting here uh, in the in the studio, and I have a King James Bible sitting in front of me. Brother Jerry has a Passion Translation and a New Living um, Translation in front. Of me. The New Living is amazing. I, I love it. Passion is amazing too, but the New Living I probably like more. It's than probably the my favorite overall reading is the NLT, the New Living. 
Yeah, and and so I would just uh, I would just encourage somebody whether you understand it whether it comes easy to you or not don't give up on reading the word but but consider this when you are reading the Bible you are re- literally reading about God written down this is not just a book about history this is God Himself uh, the Scriptures literally say the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, so um, you, you could think of it this way. I know not all Bibles are, are leather, but um, from one leather cover, cover to the other leather cover, uh, this is this is Jesus. This is the story of God. And then the other thing that I find interesting about the Scripture is not only will you find God, but you'll find yourself in there. And you'll find out how, how God, um, you know, Jerry, you said this a little bit earlier, maybe it was in one of the breaks, but when you found Jesus, you didn't really know you were looking for him. He was more so looking for you. He he found I was you. looking for more. I was looking for purpose and meaning, but I didn't really know it would be Jesus, the person of Jesus. Yeah, and then you really met him in that car. I just knew day. there had to be more. Hallelujah. Folks, we are going to take a break, uh, only about two and a half minutes, and we'll be back. So uh, hang with us, and we will finish up with the last segment of today's Ask the Preacher. Fourth and final segment of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher, your chance to have your Bible questions answered. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's Jerry and John. Hey, there <laughs> In you that go. order? <laughs> You're, you were first. You were wow, first. first time ever. Folks, we hope uh, we've been a blessing to you during today's program. And, uh, and we've really just uh, talked much about Jerry's story of coming uh, to life in, in Jesus Christ. Um, maybe I'll, I'll get to tell some of mine. Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just say real quick. I was born into a preacher's family. Um, but the reality is, even if you were born on the front pew of, of a, the front row of a church, uh, the Scripture is very clear. The wages of sin is death. That means separation from from God. Yeah, it says there's none righteous. No, there's not none righteous. One. No, not one. Yeah. And, but then it says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the only requirement to salvation is to call upon the name of Jesus. Now, why would you call upon the name of Jesus? Well, because you believe that He is. The I'm going to use a, a Bible word, the atoning sacrifice. I'll, I'll make it simple because you believe that Jesus is the one that paid the price. He paid the penalty for your sin. So you don't have to clean yourself up. It's not possible. Mm-mm. It's not possible to make yourself righteous. There is only one who was righteous. His name is Jesus. And so you become born again. You become saved by calling upon the name of the only righteous one. And so before we go really any further, um, I'm not saying that you have to say a a prayer that anybody, if they said a prayer other than the prayer we're about to pray, that, you know, it wasn't real. No, as we said already, it's not the words, it's the heart. But we want to take the opportunity for anyone that said, you know what, would you just help me? Um, I I want to ask Jesus. I want to ask God to forgive me of my sin. I want to ask Jesus to come into my life that I might know life like you guys know life. Um, And so right now, if you're in that position, just do the best you can to kind of just shut everything else off that's around you. Get your heart and mind focused on God and then just uh, repeat these these words. Um, And we believe Jesus will not only hear your words, but he'll heal your heart your heart, and change your life. All right, here we go. 
I'm gonna, I'll just say a phrase at a time, and as best you can, you just repeat after me. Father God. Father God. I'm coming to you now. I'm coming to you now. I am not doing a good job on my own. I'm not doing a good job on my own. I need you desperately. I need you desperately. I'm asking you now. I'm asking you to come into my life. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Take over. Take over. From this point, from this point on. From this point on. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. Whatever you say and whatever you do. Whatever you say and whatever you do. And that's what I will do. That's what I will do. Your wish is my command. Your wish is my command. You're now my Lord. You are now my Lord. The boss of my life. The boss of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you oh, thank you, Lord, for making me clean. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you. And lightening the load that I've been carrying. Lightening the load. Hallelujah. And I thank you for it. I receive it now. Yes. In Jesus' name. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. My friends, I... I I want you to know that God hears that prayer. He hears your heart, and he answers. He answers. And so by a minister, uh, by the authority of God, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I want to tell you that your sins are forgiven. Jesus, he himself, his life, his spirit has entered into you. Now, you may feel very different, or you may not feel very different, but regardless God's word is true. God's word is true. You are forgiven. You are clean. You are free. The scripture is very clear. It says that he that comes unto the Lord, he is joined unto him as one spirit. We're joined unto the Lord. You become one spirit with God. You're not the same person you used to be. You might remember your address and you might have the same body and you might uh, you know, know some of your life, but the inside of you, the real you, has just been recreated. 2 Corinthians 5.17, I've got that verse in my Bible. I've got my name written above that verse in my Bible. It says, therefore, if, if any man, man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And what was it for me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so there's there's got to be some some help. So if you just um, if you just prayed that prayer and you were sincere about it, we want to just give you a few little simple um, helpful uh, hints. Uh, one, I want to tell you, you're not alone. But if you try to walk alone, it, it's very, very, very difficult. Um, so don't be a lone ranger living for God. First of all, you have the life of Jesus now on the inside of you, and he will lead you to others that have that same life. We often will just simply refer to this as go to church. <laughs> and you need to go to a good one. You need to go to a, a church that that believes God's word instead of trying to dismiss and and uh, and talk about all the reasons why. Oh well, maybe that's not true. This and that, whatever. If they're giving more excuses than they are belief, find a different place. Find a place that believes God God's word. Well, we're not necessarily plugging our church, but well, we will. Hey, we, we will. Let's do it now. Come, come and join us at, at Believers Fellowship. And and if you come, please let us know. Say, hey, I gave my life to Jesus uh, um, in that radio program the other day. Oh, man, we'll do, well, I was going to say we'll do backflips, but I, I can't. <laughs> Jerry, you won't be doing and a backflip, and I won't try either. Um, but the other thing we already talked some about is to uh, read your Bible. And, and uh, Jerry, you have a great tip for people reading the Bible. You said, don't just sit down and read a book. Yeah, it's living. The Bible, uh, in Hebrews 4.12, it says, The Word of God is living and active. 
It is, it's not just ink on paper. It will feed your spirit. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Yeah, so when you uh, sit down to, to read the Bible, uh, just take a moment and say, okay, God, um, speak to me. Uh, show me, reveal Jesus to me as I as I read the scriptures. And, and he will. It'll he be will. amazing. It'll be amazing. Yeah, he's no respecter of persons. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. He Amen. loves you. Well, folks, we'll invite you one more time out to Believers Fellowship. We're up on the north side of town. Um, our website is believersfellowship.com, believersfellowship.com. You can Google us in all sorts of ways you can find us, but we would love to uh, to meet you and get to know you. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. I love the cold weather. Maybe the last little bit before the heat comes, so <laughs> enjoy it. May the sky be bluer and the grass be greener because Jesus is in your life. Good day. God bless you. Amen. See you next week.